Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with the coach, John Brent. And I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin. And we're going to talk about something happened a few weeks ago. And, Procedure. Uh, it took, you know, the whole world is falling, and we almost forgot about it now. But picking the House of Representatives speaker. I well, mean, it's, I mean a very, we, it's very important, actually. It is important, but we heard that the whole wheels were falling off the nation at the time. You know, now wheels it's, of the bus go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, there, there's a, there was a whole lot that the whole world's coming in. One party couldn't get organized and all that other such. And we both kind of got a little bit different takes on it. But uh, I'll throw it over to you, Coach. What do you well, think? Well, the thing that scared me the most was because the all Democrats vote for their person, that they're only five votes away from <laughs> yeah. them getting the Speaker of the House again, which a lot of people didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. But if five or six people went rogue, like real road, and all of a sudden we got who Hakeem Jeffries would have been yeah, our yeah. speaker of the house, and there's nothing we could have done about it. The Democrats plotted that just to get Nancy out of it. <laughs> yeah, we have, but I, I don't think people realize that you know if uh, the way our government works, there's could have been some underhand dealings. It's different if they needed 55, but they yeah. just needed five. Yeah, they just need. And they weren't. They were voting just laughing and laughing and you know eating yeah. popcorn, going we're two twelve, we're two twelve, we're two twelve, or whatever it was, no matter what. Well, I gotta ask this. Did, the sky falling. No, but it's real sounding. It felt like it for a couple. The media portrayed it would. I'm just throwing. I'll be honest with you. I got a little nervous. Well, I, I did. I, I mean, I, I call it what I've seen is sausage making. I've and, heard that. And, and, I, and what I, it I is is what is sausage making? It's ugly. Nobody wants to eat sausage afterwards. And it's the stuff that's done at executive levels and behind closed doors. That when they bring it to the executive, he don't have to see all that junk. Yeah. But what we did was is. We put it all on display. It's like this. We open up a pack of Earl Campbell sausage and we put it in the pan. It is a beautiful sight. But we didn't see, they didn't have the cameras back there, what they were putting into the mixture yeah, that yeah, went into the link yeah. to make this beautiful sight. And thank yeah. God we don't, yeah. because none of us would probably eat bologna or hot dogs, from yeah. what I understand. And so that, that there is just, uh, it was it was humorous because the, the news portrayed that as the world was coming to oh, the yeah. end because the Democrats were not in charge of you know. Yeah, and you had two sides, and, and, and you know, I heard, I kind of like the finally that we had a debate. Yeah, isn't um, that what they go to Congress for? Is to debate? Man, they they have no idea when you study history. The debates that used to happen on the on the, the floors of Congress were hours and days, and sometimes weeks, because there used to be a thing, a, a word that was so important. Let me think. Oh, oh yeah, compromise. Yeah. That in the beginning of our country, everything was based on a compromise. We want to take the anti-federalists and the federalists, and just go. Let's go argue. Let's argue. We might even spit fire. Somebody might even get a punch thrown. But at the end of the day, what would be best would be best for the country because we did have the compromise. We're not going to do compromise anymore. It's not going to happen. But it's still good to see that uh, there's arguments going on, debates, even if half the people were eating popcorn or left the chamber. But now with C-SPAN and things like that, I think it's really more important now than ever to go ahead and make the argument. Well, now, I will say there were a couple of things I saw that I did not like. And I did not like the woman, the congresswoman who was reading the book that says, I don't give a flying F and or whatever the title was, but it was, that was in the title of what's going on. And I'm like, um, we would expect that out of a 15 year old, not an adult, more or less somebody we elected to represent our district. We would not expect that from. And I think it was childish. I think it was as, as mundane as, I mean, just dumb as possible that somebody can get. I think that was, hey, if you're bored with it, yawn. 
I mean, come on. Did you ever once think that it might that, that McCarthy would lose the respect so quickly for, you know, when, when it got into sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth, that maybe the vote would go to Jordan? Or do you just think that was just a play with, you know, and, and just to kind of not embarrassing, but pushing to have to, to take what these 20 guys wanted seriously, more seriously? I think it was more of the play yeah. than everything is. is because I was kind of thinking, is it going to go from his, you know, he's got 180, then he gets 120, then all of a sudden somebody else has 120. Because his never, his never really trickled down. Not really. He, his always stayed the same. That initial and, 20 just made their Yeah, his, his base was there to support him, and the 20 had to get on board, and they had to say their piece. And, you know, let me just say this is we elect people to not be puppets of a party. We elect them to represent Americans, all Americans, whether they voted for them or not is what they're there for. And, and you know what, even this, we have to sometimes look at the other side differently too. We have the old Democratic Party, you know, the Schumer's, the Pelosi's and stuff like that. And then we also have this new generation of what they call the squad and their little people. And we look at them as they're very radical and they're very progressive and they even be maybe so Marxist-Leninist for all I care. But in a way, it's almost good that they're there because it makes people listen to more than just the old party. And I think with a situation like this that came up, it might've been okay to hear from the Matt Gates and hear from Jim Jordan and hear from these kinds of people, uh, even though Jim Jordan was really a McCarthy guy anyway, but you hear from the other side, because like they said, I heard a, I heard an interview with Gates. He said, because of what we did, we got some of these things to be looked yeah. at and done. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, both parties have their people who smoke cigarettes outside yeah. during Thanksgiving meal. Hey, you know, Boehner would smoke on the floor if they'd let him. Yeah. He was a smoker of smokers. I mean, you have them on both sides and I'm just using that as an example. No. I mean, it's, both both of them have their people that don't don't all sit on the inside all the time, you know. And uh, it is what it is. What do you think about fourteen rounds though of voting? Do you think that? Did, yeah. did, let me let me ask you the question. Do you think it delegitimate delegitimate? I can't say the word. Is it a delegitimate look for him as speaker as it would have been if it would just been on number one? Does it make them people uh, look at him differently? I think the people who want to find flaw in him, well, gotcha. it will. The, but for most American people who aren't going to care, he's the Speaker of the House, third most powerful person in the nation. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a very important position because a lot of people don't know that. People ask me all the time when I ask in class, I'll say, who do you think is, if the president dies, who's the president? Vice president. If the vice president dies, who? And they're silent. Yep. Because people don't realize that the Speaker of the House of Representatives is the third in command in this country. Well, during this, you know, they, they made sure our, our nation's in jeopardy right now. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, Let's peel those horses back and slow them down a little bit. I mean, we've only had eight times that a president has died in office and then one, making it nine, resigned, mm -hmm. that we had to invoke putting the vice president. We've never, <clears throat> in all our years, even crossed the bridge of the speaker going in that position. So let's tone it down. I hope we bit. never have to do that. I hope so too. Be some, and that's why we keep them at different locations where certain things are going yeah. on. Uh, but, you know, with it being... Uh, I, I wouldn't call it just as a puppet. A, a third person in, in, in charge of this country should never be considered, well, they're just a puppet third. I think that's a very important position because if, if something you know catastrophic happened, like in Dallas in 1963, the, the president and vice president were in limos, two cars behind each other. Yeah. You know, If that would have been a coup d'etat, which I believe it was, but if it would have been a coup d'etat for both of them to go, then at that point in time, the Speaker of the House is going to be President of the United States yeah, yeah. for at least two more years at that point. And when you start peeling back the onions of the roles and responsibilities of what everybody does, Speaker of the House really yield, 
holds more power than the vice president on most things, except for, you know, residing in the Senate. But the vice president's in the, in the, in the secondary roles, just hanging out in case something really happens. He gets appointed a few things to do and chooses to do them or not do them, like not go to the border or whatever, you know, and things of that nature. But really, the, the Speaker of the House is enthralled in American politics yeah. every day. Yeah, and, he's, and not only that, even in lawmaking. Like Nancy Pelosi or not, she was the face of the House of Representatives for yeah. a number of years. And when some a good vote, a bad vote, when something happened, you know, uh, as an as emergency or something where, you know, even a statement needed to be made about the heartbeat of Congress, you know, she was the one that, that was put out there to make statements about, you know, you know, shootings or gun control or abortion or whatever. So, I mean, you know, sometimes you need somebody in that position that, that you feel like is a, 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 a destate. I mean, a person that stabilizes in times of chaos. Now, I will say this. If you haven't seen it, it is worth the watch. But it was the most inclusive speech that I've heard uh, probably in the last eight years or so, maybe even 16 years. I don't know. But when McCarthy... One, finally, he gave a 26-minute, 27-minute speech. If you listen to that speech, it was very inclusive. He gave a lot of respect to the uh, the minority leader. He gave a lot of respect to people across the aisle and people on his side, and it was extremely inclusive. Yeah. And he talked about the nation as a whole. He even talked about the painting of the, of Washington crossing the Delaware. When it was done, it was done many years later, that the painting was so inclusive that this person came from here, this person came from this ethnicity. And such, and how he wanted to to make sure that he was betrayed as the speaker. I thought it was very good. Well, and that might have been some of the downfall is because there's always going to be the radical side of each party that wants there to be a shakeup. Mm-hmm. And McCarthy is Washington. Yeah. Let's just be honest. He's he's as Washington as Boehner was Washington as Pelosi and yeah. Schumer are Washington. And to be honest with you, in, in today's time, we kind of need that stability, even though we can we consider it the swamp, because we, we wouldn't want Elon. Uh, Omar being in control, and we definitely wouldn't want somebody like Matt Gates being in control. They're just fire. They're, they're just too much fire. So when the speech, when I, I did see the speech, it, it makes you feel almost like things are not crazy as they really are. Yeah. There's not the crazy Trump rhetoric. There's not the crazy Biden lies. There's that for once we felt like we had somebody up there that was like we're all one for a minute. Yeah, I and, mean, yeah. I thought when he talked about the minority leader, he says. We want to agree on a lot of things. We'll agree on a few things, but I promise you, I will never have it personal. Like, thank you, Amen. That means you're not ripping up his papers for no reason. A lot of people don't know this. I know we're getting short on time, but that Boehner and Obama had a really good relationship, and that really crushed Boehner. That almost put Boehner to the side. Yeah. But you almost need. He had to secretly go to the White House because Republicans at that time, the Tea Party, was so against well, working with Obama at all. But you know what? You kind of need a person that can walk into the. I think. In my mind, if a person from the House of Representatives or the Senate, Schumer or whoever it is, can walk into the opposite party's White House and say, look, we need to talk. What, what's wrong with that? So I think this is the House of Representatives, the Speaker of the House, especially the Speaker, has a u- unique role. They're, they're there for all the representatives, but they still have to give their allegiance to the party. I hate to say that because don't that's... You hate, don't you really hate to say that? Though? I do, because that's how they got that role. Right. And they won't have that role unless they've done that. I, it tears me up that they have to say that. And because of that, what Boehner did, he had to go secretly. But at least he went. At night. At least he <laughs> went. And yeah. I mean, sorry, Nancy. But anyway, at least he went. 
because that's required. And I'm going to say this. I'm coming from the military. You, everything's about putting your feelings aside and doing what's best for the mission in the country. Yeah. I would expect every speaker to do that. And even if he insulted him over and over, Boehner, I expect him to go back the next day, Mr. President, I'm back again yeah. when he talked this because that's what is supposed to happen. Right. Gotcha. So, you know, I think I think it was an interesting thing. I think it was good for especially for my students and for people that are now, you know, last 10 or 12 years, more people starting to look at politics and look at the government inner workings more than they did before. I think it was good to see that it wasn't just a one time vote. Uh, maybe a two or three would have been better, but a 14 got well, a lot of crazies. But I think it's good for people to see it. There's there's an old saying that I heard. Friction brings traction. Yeah. And they had some friction and they got some traction. So now they're moving. So. Well, and, and you know, I'm one of the things that I did see was McCarthy never really got too chaotic. No. He didn't seem like he was out of control. And it reminds me of a totally opposite thing. But what Pat Mahomes said when all this chaos is going on around him, he says, when you can be in control in chaos, then everything slows down around you. So I think what we did see with McCarthy, when things got real chaotic and you saw MSNBC and Fox, all these people throwing everything. He was still calm. He was still calm. So that's what we need. Exactly what we need. Yes, sir. So from the coach to the vet. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned.